What up, people? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy. This is Looking Up. And uh, we're trying to, I'm trying to get like a backlog of episodes so that when January hits, I can be way more consistent with the podcast again and keep them rolling. So for the end of 2019, I will likely just be doing solo episodes like this one. Um, The synopsis of this episode today is based off a question. I, I posted a poll last week and asked you guys like, hey, what can I maybe help you guys with? Um, And one of the questions was how to get out of a rut. And the reason I'm answering this one in particular was last week I was in a deep rut after the Thanksgiving weekend, um, had an awesome time, but ended up in a weird mental funk and somewhat of a depressive state for a few days. And in the holiday season, with the people in my life, it seems like this is a very common thing. I don't know if it's the time of year with the winter and it's getting colder, people are moving less, if it's the external pressure that we need to be happier than we truly are during the holiday season, I don't know what it is. But there's a lot of people in my life and from afar that I'm, I'm hearing are in a rut and I was in one myself. And in getting out of it recently, um, I'm... I made notes to myself as to like, okay, Max, if you're in the state again, here's like a somewhat of a broad general blueprint you can follow that will hopefully help you get out of this rut because I had to be diligent getting out of this rut. It was a deep one and I had to be intentional about it. And so I'm sharing basically my notes from that period of getting out of this mental fog, this mental depressive state. This isn't a band-aid for getting out of like a deep, deep depressive state, but like I think we all can um, resonate with being in just somewhat of a rut sometimes, and this happens. So this podcast is me reflecting on how I got out of that rut um, as much for myself as to anybody else who may need it. You know, if I get in a rut in the future, I would love to be able to listen to this episode, and hopefully it helps me, and hopefully it helps you. So how to get out of a rut. Number one, I wrote for myself, again, notes to myself, number one, Take care of your body. Take care of your avatar. Like so many times when I'm in a mental rut, it has to do with my my chemical, like my brain chemistry. Um, after the Thanksgiving weekend, I ate so much food. I ate so much sugar. I, I drank wine with my family. I had I was smoking some cannabis with my family, which is like a weird thing for families to do. But I was in so transitioning out of that, you know, indulgent weekend. I was just my chemistry was off. And so I think that plays a huge part. So for me, the first thing I need to remember to do to get out of a rut is to take care of my body and like to give my body the the fighting chance to even produce the healthy amount of dopamine and serotonin and all these feel good chemicals, all the all the chemicals in my brain that make me feel happy and purposeful and and, and content with life. Um, I'm not doing my body justice by indulging or by eating the wrong things. So when I say take care of my body or avatar, I like to call it like if I look at my body almost as a separate thing for me, take care of my avatar. What does that look like? So that means eating the right foods. Um, For me this week, I made it a absolute point not to eat gluten for like at least a week. Just no gluten. Just cut that out. That's basically sugar for my body. My brain doesn't need it. Um, how else can I take care of my body? Making sure I'm moving every single day. In the winter, it's so easy to not move or to not follow the normal things that I follow, like uh, going on longer walks because it's colder or yoga or whatever, but making sure movement is a non-negotiable. The third one is sleep, prioritizing sleep like it's the death of me. Like if I'm not sleeping enough, 
if you're not sleeping enough, there's a very great chance that it's very hard for you to be in a good mood. So you could be doing everything right. And if you're not sleeping, you're not going to be in a good mood. You're not producing the right brain chemicals. Your, your brain's not in the right chemical state to be out of this rut. And then the fourth one I think is a part of this is being around people. For me, when I'm in a rut, it's easy to isolate. But if I can just fake it for an hour and um, not even talk about it necessarily, but just be around people and fake it, um, for me, that has helped tremendously in getting out of this rut. It's like, I don't want these people to know that I'm in this like depressed state. So I, I kind of fake it. And in faking it, I almost trick myself into getting out of that rut. And being around people and making eye contact and touching them and hugging them does a lot for the brain. It does a lot for your sense of belonging. It kind of puts things in in perspective uh, and releases some of that bomb oxytocin chemical. So first step out of for getting out of a rut for me to remember is address the diet. Make sure you're cutting out gluten, sugar. Make sure you're moving every day. Make sure you're sleeping eight hours, quality sleep, and being around people. The number thing I the number two thing I need to remember to get out of a rut is to this kind of goes hand in hand with number one, but remove toxins. So for me, like I said, gluten, sugar, removing that. No alcohol. Not that I'm I enjoy drinking, but no alcohol if you're a drinker. Uh, sleep toxins. What is causing toxicness in your sleep? Uh, are you on your phone too late, getting all that light in your eye before you're going to bed and reducing your sleep quality? That's going to impact your ability to produce serotonin because you're not maybe able to get that super deep sleep, that super powerful REM sleep because lights are kind of tricking our brain into thinking it's daylight and then we go to bed and and we're all screwed up. So removing toxins before you go to sleep and toxins can be as simple as being around too much light. Um, Toxins can be the people you're around. For me, if I'm in a rut, the last thing I want to do uh, is be around toxic people that may be uh, be obvious, but if you're around toxic people and you're in a rut, try your best to not even associate with them, whether that's via text, Instagram, you know, in person. If there's people that make you feel gross and shitty and you're in a rut, to get out of that rut, you should probably set a boundary for yourself and get away from those people. So getting out of a rut so much is uh, taking care of like your brain chemistry and making sure you're producing the happiness chemicals, the things that make you feel good. So much of that comes down to just taking care of your body with food, movement, sleep, people, and then removal of toxins. Like it, it could be that simple, but when I'm in a rut, it's almost like I, th- I almost overthink it. I give it too much power and then I forget to address the bare necessities of my body and what my body needs. And so this is a reminder for myself and anybody else who needs it. First thing, first thing, first thing, take care of your body, take care of your sleep, make sure you're moving. Another big aspect out of getting out of the rut, and this one was really helpful for me this past week and uh, was, you know, just choosing one. Okay, so let me preface, like when you're in a rut, there's all these things that for me that I knew I wanted to be doing, you know, I I was starting to fall behind a little bit work-wise. Uh, there was all these workout things I wanted to be doing. There was all these books, as silly as it sounds, these books that were just laying on my shelf that I wanted to read. Um, there was projects I needed to do. There was errands I needed to run, and I just wasn't doing with the things I knew I wanted to do. And they just started to pile up and pile up. And I think a part of being in a rut is having this laundry list of things that you want to improve upon and looking at this list like it's a huge mountain and you're just like in this negative state and you're like, I can't do any of that right now. And so you just kind of continually perpetually fall into that 
uh, helpless state. And for me, what really helped <clears throat> was identifying, okay, what are the one to maybe two things that, you know, I'll put this list and kind of just not look at it for a sec. What are the one to two things I know I need to do? Um, and just to fully fucking commit to them as, as hard as it's going to be like, I need to get out of this rut. What can I, um, control? And for me, this is important in getting out of a rut is doing one to maybe two things differently that will put you back in the driver's seat. So when I'm in a rut, it's so easy to feel like I'm a passenger to everything that's going on, but by identifying just one to maybe two things that you can do differently you're getting back in the driver's seat. You're taking action. You're starting to build momentum. Um, so I recommend starting where it's easy. And again, this is notes to myself. So when I have this laundry list of things to do, I was like, I can't do any of this. I'm in such a shitty state. I got to wait till I feel better. But instead of waiting to feel better, what is the one to two things I can do now? And I would say to myself, like, start where it's easy. Start, pick the two things that are the easiest things you can do to um, commit. So instead of me, you know, tackling this huge project that I need to work on that requires like my most creative and fullest expression self, what if I just commit wholeheartedly to a workout and diet routine for this next two weeks that will help my physical state? This kind of goes back to the previous steps, but that was like one of the things I committed to. I was like, okay, I'm going to get back in the driver's seat by going ham in the gym and by eating just super clean. And I think that will help me get in a better state. And then the second one, again, going back to the last step of removing toxins, I was I was indulging. I haven't talked about this a lot, but I was indulging in smoking cannabis um, pretty frequently for a little bit. And, it, you know, for a lot of people, they drink wine at night. Um, with me, sometimes I will indulge in like smoking. I'll take like one hit of weed and it'll help me sleep and relax at night. And there's a lot of like benefits that people can get from things like that. But for me doing that for like a week straight, say, um, and it's very low quantity, but still just doing that for a week state got me very foggy, very tired, a uh, little lower energy. Um, I was telling myself, Oh, it's good. It's helping me sleep, but really it wasn't. Um, and so those were the two things that I was like, okay, if I do nothing else, what do I know I need to do on this laundry list of tasks? And the two things I chose had nothing to do with the tasks themselves. It was all about changing my state, changing the state I was in and making sure I, I put myself back in the driver's seat in terms of this, my state, like again, my energy, like how I showed up, how I, how I just felt about my day. So those two things were removing toxins, getting my body moving, prioritizing workouts, and then removing cannabis. And those things I was diligent with. I was committed 100% to doing and in, you know, prioritizing my health and then removing toxins. I was beginning to be proud of myself. Um, I started where it was easy. Like those were the two obvious choices on how I could get better. And I, I committed. And then, you know, after two days of, you know, that the first two days are always hard and taking something away from your lifestyle. But then I started to feel proud of myself. I started to feel in control. I started to stack some wins. You know, those are like wins. Okay, I went one day, two days, three days of a workout and a healthy diet. Um, and then my energy started to get better. I started seeing results. The snowball started to roll. And I was like, ooh, okay, I like this. Okay, now I'm looking at this laundry list of tasks. I suddenly have a little more energy. Um, you know, I'm not fully out of this rut yet. But okay, what's the next easy thing I could do? Like, what's the next low-hanging fruit? What's the next win I could get to kind of charge myself up? It's almost like 
you keep taking the low hang, you keep grabbing the branch that you see, you know, the easiest branch at first. And then you pull yourself up to that branch and then you're like, okay, you have a new vantage point now. Now you grab the next branch. Now the next branch. And it starts with that lowest branch. What is that lowest branch that when I'm in a rut, I know that this is the first step I can take. And for me, that was, you know, removing toxins. I keep repeating it and then prioritizing movement and and diet. So for me, getting out of a rut is simpler than I make it out to be. You know, like, um, I don't want to downplay how depressive states can be because I'm one particularly that can go deep down that. And but it's easy to to think when you're in that state that nothing can help me, nothing can help me. I'm just this way. I just, I'm stuck. But for me, I made this as much for myself as for anybody else who might find value that if you kind of follow some sort of structure and be diligent and, and try your best to get in the driver's seat and to take proactive measures to get out of that rut, that it could actually happen. And for me, it really came down to how much am I going to tolerate of this rut? Like I was deep and I was low energy and it just finally hit a point where I was like, okay, I got to fucking do something. I can't just hope this passes. And so I help these, I hope these steps help you. And if you're in a rut, just learning to prioritize what's important, what will definitely help your brain chemically and, and just build momentum. Cause I think that's the big thing is building momentum. One other thing I want to touch on before I wrap here, wrap up here is as you're being patient for your brain chemistry to kind of come back around and you're, you're doing the things you know you need to do and you're not seeing progress maybe as fast as you see or as, as you want, I would say, reminder to myself again, is be patient and compassionate in, in the meantime and, and surrender to the rut. Surrender to the fact that in life there's going to be down times and, and life isn't this linear thing. It's oftentimes an up and down thing and and for me, a big part of this was trusting that the down, the the depressive state, this negative fog I was in was definitely for a purpose and it taught me things and it, it gave me heightened awareness as to things I needed to change in my life. And awareness is very uncomfortable at first, but it's important. Awareness doesn't feel good when you realize you need to make changes, but it's important in the long run. And I think that's important and being patient with yourself and being compassionate, like not beating yourself up for being in this state or not making changes, but showing yourself compassion and that you're a human with complex feelings that you've been through whatever you've been through and that this is completely normal because I, I think normalizing it is a big part of it for me at least. I've been reading a lot of uh, Alan Watts these days who's like a famous philosopher and uh, another tip if you're in a rut, try to read some like deep deep prolific thinkers and it might help you um, kind of make meaning out of what you're feeling. But Alan Watts, you know, talks about how pain, pain and pleasure is kind of on the same spectrum. And to, to assume that we'll feel one without feeling the other is kind of a, a silly game we play and, and always trying to be happy and never feeling pain. Is this not what the human experience is about? He says, quote, we must be willing to suffer for our pleasures End quote. And it's kind of a bleak <laughs> quote, but um, if you think about what you're going through in this rut and almost reframe it in that since I'm in this rut, since I'm in this negative place, it's almost by nature going to occur that I will feel the happiness that's equal to this pain. Um, when we feel pain that's deep, we often get rewarded with really deep pleasure. 
He again says, quote, to strive for pleasure to the exclusion of pain is to strive for the loss of consciousness, end quote. So to try to just be in a state of pleasure with never being in pain is basically just not to be alive. <laughs> and so to normalize what you're going through, to kind of put it in perspective, what you're going through in a rut is completely normal. It completely serves a purpose. And in a way, it's serving as the foundational bedrock for the future pleasure um, that you're soon to have. And hopefully these steps helped you in getting out of this rut. Take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Remove toxins. Get back in the driver's seat. Start small. Build momentum. Uh, and be comp- be compassionate and patient with yourself in the process. I hope this episode served as valuable for whoever needed it. Uh, I'm not going to shout out the person who asked me this question just in case they don't want to be mentioned in asking me about the, the mental rut they were in, but I appreciate you guys reaching out and sending questions. Anytime you guys send me a question that I feel like I can resonate with and honestly share my insights about, then I will do so. I'm doing more solo episodes because I'm going to hit the ground running in 2020. I'm currently recording a ton of awesome interviews. Uh, of which I likely won't share until the new year. So until then, I'll either be taking a break from posting new podcasts or I will be sharing some more of these solo episodes. Appreciate you guys listening. If you made it to the end, uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for lending an ear in a space that's very crowded. Uh, There's a lot of podcasts you could be listening to. So the fact that you listen to mine means a lot. I'm happy to be growing with you guys. I'm super excited to be learning with you guys and I'm immensely uh, grateful for the people that support in any way. So if you just listen to the podcast, thank you. Uh, If you leave an Apple iTunes review, thank you, thank you, thank you. That helps a lot. When people are guests, that's the first thing they'll check out is how many reviews I have. So we just hit 200. I'm super grateful. I'm excited to keep growing in that respect. And thank you to the people who share screenshots of the episodes to Instagram. That's like a super simple way that you can show some love, Um, Not only do I get to hop on there and say hello directly to you, but that actually helps, you know, obviously helps other people see the podcast and it's a really organic way to grow this thing. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to Looking Up and I'm excited to continue to learn and grow alongside you guys. See you on the next episode. Peace.